No Jumper, coolest podcast in the world. And today we got a very uh, unique interview going on here. Across from me, Andre Truth, who is a um, rapper, lifelong or nearly lifelong member of the Kitchen Crips, Los Angeles resident. Is that correct? What yeah. else? Should, what else should I throw on there? Oh, that shit. That's definitely uh, my section where I came up in. Right. You know what I mean for sure. And uh, Justin to his left, uh, who I've been following for I guess a few years on Twitter, mm. and you reached out to me and told me that he has a really interesting story in general, in particular uh, regarding some legal stuff that's been going on recently. Yeah. Yeah, it's a big case. It's a really big case uh, that the LAPD has posed against uh, six individuals from uh, the kitchen. Right. And, uh, you know, Dre's here to talk about it. Yeah, for sure. So maybe, I mean, just tell us a little bit about your background and everything. I watched actually the interview that you guys did together oh, before dope. this. So we're going to a little dope. bit of background. Uh, man, just, man, I got, depending on where we started at, from being a little kid or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Like, how did you even get involved with the gang? Was that just automatic um, from? Just family. Right. You know what I mean? Family being from there. I was a foster kid. Mom was uh, in the pen. I was, I'm a child of the game. So parental unit was both in the streets, you know what I mean? Hustling. Doing shit, went to the, went to prison. Right. So um, lived with family members in foster care and whatnot. So uh, looked up to my older cousins and whatnot who were from from the neighborhood. You know what I mean? Right. And um, when you're coming up in the neighborhood, it's not really like you like I can't wait to be from. It's like if you're a you a Bears fan or you a Lakers fan, and you know you like I'm wearing Lakers every day. I'm a Laker. Right. You know what I mean? Uh, it's not really the violence part or whatever and the, the negativity that draws you in. It's more of the the connection. Mm. You know what I mean? Well, especially in a place like L.A. where it's just tough to survive yeah it's pretty understandable why yeah. people would form groups to protect each other yeah. even though of course shit definitely gets out of hand but yeah. i mean it comes from a very very simple urge to yeah. be part of something and to have each other's backs yeah it's tribal mm. you know what i mean tribal definitely i would say uh to the first i think uh, a lot of the, the humble beginnings or not humble beginnings but the beginning of of the gangster shit from the OGs. A lot of people, I feel like, misuse the term OG. OGs is the people who came from the 60s. Right. 68, 69, 70, 71. Those were the original gangsters. But a teenager who's gangbanging in 2020, realistically, doesn't have a lot of time to go figure that out. Nah, and he can't. It's not right that he calls himself OG. Mm, right. Just the time frame is off. But when you look at your time spent in gangs and shit, how, yeah. are, how early... How, how close to the beginning do you feel like you were? Like, were you still sort of connected to the roots? Hell no. no. I was hell no. Not okay. at all. My, my family members were, but right. not at all. I wasn't thinking about it. There's got to be some people out there who actually have, like, elders who are really telling them about the real history. Because even, like, I'll be watching random interviews and stuff sometimes yeah. and realizing, like, wow, these people are still alive who are around for the very, very beginning of this. It's definitely like that. We definitely have the, the original people who, you know, name the neighborhood. Right. You know what I mean? They're still there. You know, one of my homies' fathers is the, is the general, you know. I mean who started it then there's just back then you had to go to a school called Fremont off mm. of Central Avenue on the east side you had to uh, announce what your neighborhood was going to be okay so you couldn't just pop up and say we're this gang we're this you had to go there and be accepted by the rest of the of, of the community who was gangs right you know what I mean um you said why what oh you said right no I said uh, right yeah. yeah exactly so um I, I think but as far as uh the original people who were there oh, oh they're still around right oh for sure you know what I mean, so I've built with them and just came up as a kid and, you know, got the origins of how the neighborhood started and everything else, you know. Right. The one thing I really took from that interview that you guys did mm -hmm. is that you weren't just from the hood. Yeah. But you were very much very active. Yeah, I was active. Yeah. Like that was your as much as I've read and learned about gangbang over yeah. the years, I still found that interview pretty illuminating. Just how, how you talked about how simple it really is for someone in that 
lifestyle to gain respect, and yeah. it's really just through acts of violence. Yeah, if, if you want some stripes, get them, get them tonight. Right. If you want to be great at a podcast, do it tonight. You know what I mean? Don't talk about it. Fucking do it. You right. know what I mean? You're doing it. So I think for people on the streets who want to be something mm. and felt like you're at a displaced or you're not anything, right. you can be something over here and you can be the hood hero. Right. You know what I mean? And so what was that process like, though, of you sort of realizing that you could sort of define your identity through acting out in that way? It's like being a part, you know, of, like I said, I'm going to uh, reference sports. Right. Like you're a running back or a quarterback and you get, it's game time and you get to show what you're working with. Mm. So you're going to go score the touchdown. You're going to run the extra yards. So it's like that in the streets. And I think uh, the, the easiest thing to understand is that if you're my friend and I haven't clicked with you and we walk down the street right now and we go get something to eat down the street and somebody jumps on you, I'm with you. So I should have your back. I'm not going to let somebody whoop you when I'm right there with you. We're going to fight together. Right. You know what I mean? If it's five of them against us two or us three, then we're going to stay down with each other. So I think that's the rapport you build with everybody. And then I didn't have a natural hate for so-called enemies. I had to be shot at or chased or jumped or, you know, anything like that to develop that. Right. You know what I mean? I think some. I think in this newer generation, people are just like, fuck them. They're across the street. That's what it is. Fuck them. I had to develop that going through, you know, uh, trials and tribulations with the opposition. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. No, definitely. There's definitely, like, people I have even had on the show who it's like their whole idea of having enemies is like, number one, it's enemies that there's gang their gang is supposed to have had for like you know 40 years or yeah. whatever but then also just through events that have happened to them right they then also have this fucking bloodlust based on you know actual things that have happened to them mm. and that just uh, absolutely compounds that cycle so that it be, but whereas on the other hand i know people who completely get along who are from like uh you know opposing yeah. gangs yeah there hasn't really been any violence for yeah. an extended period of time and even in some cases it's like they don't really want to be like publicly right mega linked together mm -hmm. but behind closed doors they they'll rock. totally be cool yeah but then if they were to be on camera together it might get a little weird you know, I think that comes with the times changing. Mm. You know what I mean? Because there was a point where you're not going to find out unless people were related. <clears throat> you could have a crip in the blood across the street from each other. We have a street called Central Avenue to separate certain neighborhoods going right. down from Compton to downtown L.A. to Watts, South Central, downtown L.A. And there's all these different gangs a part of that. So you could have someone who's the same household, mom and dad or same dad. One lives on this side of the street. The mom moved across the street. Now, he's from this hood and you from this hood. So they're brothers, so they're not going to beef with each other. Uh, but they're going to beef with the friends next door to them. And then, like, going back to what you said, I've experienced that growing up that certain friends of mine love the violence. Right. They loved it. Like, and so you got certain serial killers, you know, in a different level when gangbanging was really at its peak, I feel. And mm. I feel like it's, it's getting a new surge again by, by people right. doing a lot of fucking internet and IG shit. You know mm, what I mean? Yeah. You know? Yeah, it's like... People thought that social media was supposed to bring everybody together. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right. And make it so that everybody could be like, oh, everybody, we're all the same. Right. And instead, right. it's like you so often just right. see it used as a, a tool of creating division. Yeah. And it's like, you know, a lot of times people be like, oh, like music doesn't cause violence. I mean, okay, if you listen to some of this fucking drill music, right. you would really have a hard time making that argument. Because oh, yeah. a lot of it is, you know, yes, it would probably be happening through some other medium yeah. if, if music didn't exist. But music does exist, and music is catchy, and people love it, and it clearly is, like, you know, inflaming a lot of these beefs all over the country and world, really. It's the soundtrack to the beef. And if you mm. look at the gangbanging, it was a soundtrack to a lifestyle. 
Right. So if you got MCA making a song, growing up in the hood, yeah, boy, 1984, and you got people who are like, that's us. Mm. And we're going we gonna to perpetuate that now because it's being rapped about too, especially. So we're really going to show you what time it is. Right. You know what I mean? Which is interesting. Right. I think now it's crazy because you catch people now where it used to be don't talk business over the phone. If you were selling weed, you didn't tell somebody, I got 10 pounds, meet me on the corner. Right. You didn't do that on the phone. Now it's just normal for everything on the phone. And I remember when IG started, it was beautiful pictures. Right. <laughs> you remember? Right. Filters. It, it, Landscapes. It, it, it wasn't ratcheted out yet. Right. Girls wasn't naked, gangbanging wasn't. I liked it. I was like, oh, this is puppet. Right. So as soon as we get a new social media outlet, it's going to turn ratchet yeah. as soon as the right people get a hold of it. No matter if you started, you know, whatever it is, nicepeople.com. I remember when, when Chief Keith came out and I started reading the YouTube comments yeah. and just seeing like people who like clearly live in the same city yes. threatening to kill each other in the comments. And I'm like, oh, this is what the internet has become. Yes, that, right. Wow, that didn't really take that long. Yes, okay. right. and, yeah. and then now you see people saying, I killed your boy and I'm right here. You're incriminating yourself doing the most, talking about what you did. Yeah. Then you go into somebody's grave and pissing on graves is just a different level of... Uh, disrespect that I think has come with everybody wanting to be yeah. some type of star or wanting to be seen. Right. And that's what I think social media is giving everybody a light to say, I'm somebody, look at me. Right. You know what I mean? Was there a, a moment that stands out to you when you sort of maybe decided to leave your prior life behind? Hell yeah. When, when you just decided that all the violence was no good? Uh, I think certain things come with growth where you just like I've been if you've been working on the on the railroad for 30 years, a part of you is like, all right, I'm getting a little tired of working on the railroad. I'm tired mm -hmm. of getting up 4 a.m. I like to sleep until 8 a.m. Right. So there was a point where being a kid for me where it was to get up and to go see what we could do across Cobbin Avenue or across Central. Right. What, what it wasn't about getting money. Like at least these days, people are talking about getting money. Right. Then it wasn't about getting money, especially on the east side. South how, how many years would you really say that that was your life? Because you can't really do that for that long, right? You got to get burnt out at some point. You get burnt out, but you got people who still aren't burnt out, who are 60 mm -hmm. years old, the originals who are still a part of that because that's all they know and all they have. They right. haven't got a chance to go to the beach seven miles away. They haven't got a chance to go to New York. They haven't traveled the world like me. They haven't been around. I was literally going to Paris. I was in trouble before. Well, I wasn't in trouble, but it was years in the 90s where uh, my friends got charged with this RICO Act type of situation. And I was just a little homie. I was, they didn't want me or nothing like that, but I had one of my friends say, hey, your face is on the wall. And I went to Paris, France. Right. Literally left my neighborhood with khakis and chucks on, talked to a friend of mine who was, she was going out to Europe, and she was like, this is how you get your passport. This is what you do, jump on a plane. I flew from LAX to Boston. I was in Paris. For how long? Two months. Okay. And when I came back, they had knocked on my mom's door already. They had knocked on prior to that, asking, you know, because, you know, back then it was just a tattoo that could have you connected uh, to, to something that you had nothing to do with. Right. But just it's like racketeering, the Rico, like John Gotti type shit. But the, those two months took the, the tension off you? Hell yeah. I don't really? think they wanted me anyway. But I think the fact that if my friend tells me there's an upper top tier and then I'm on the bottom tier. Right. You know what I mean? But then there was also snitches that was going out of the way to not snitch on me to say, Dre ain't got nothing to do with nothing. He raps. Wow. You know what I mean? So even if I was involved with anything, they were saying I wasn't. So that was a great What look. the fuck was it like to just be in Paris all of a sudden? For Paris two? was fucking, I was gang banging in front of the fucking <laughs> Tower. I, I was wearing the helmets, KC, A7. I was, boy, I was just, it was amazing. You know right. what I mean? And I was always a... A very uh, well-mannered and well-spoken person at my worst time. Right. My worst street shit when I was doing the worst. You could tell, I come into your, your parents, hey, how you doing, Mr. Grand Mason? Yeah. You know, to your dad or your mom or whoever. Hey, how you doing? They're not going to know I'm out here running with an AK. Right. Or I just dumped something out, you know, because I'm respectful. So I knew the difference of, 
it's like, for instance, if me and me and Justin are walking into the grocery store and Ralph's, and we're like, yeah, my nigga, and overusing my nigga. I'm going to tone it down when I see white folks or older black folks or anybody else that's not involved with our circle. Right. Because it's doing too much. Mm. You know what I mean? So I think that it, it, it references to that, too, as well. Right. You know, but to get back to what you said, to, uh, to change things, there's definitely a level of life that's lost. Since I was 13, there's people being killed that were my friends. Right. You know, even before I was active. You know what I mean? I wasn't even active yet. You know what I mean? But I was watching going to funerals from that young age of kids. Right. And I look back at people I got tattooed on me when we were kids. They died at 16 and 17. I can't believe we were only... I'm a dad now, you know what I mean? So I, I can't believe we was only 15 and 16 right. doing grown man-ass shit and actually having warfare like we in Vietnam somewhere and having the pressure. I was calling my mom one time. I remember a time when you said, and this was early, I was in my 20s, and my mom calling her every day for like two weeks because it was so popping mm. that I was thinking I wasn't going to make it. You know yeah. what I mean? So I didn't want to tell her, hey, I don't think I'm going to make it. I was like, hey, mom, I love you. Hey, this, that, and the third, I love you. And I made a point to car because we about to go outside. And we go outside, straps is on the lap. And as soon as we see them, it's active on site. Right. You know, and that was a different level when things become personal as opposed to gangbang was set up to where it's like, I'm going to come across your street and shoot up your house. And I'm going to tell you where we at and that we did it. Right. We hanging out right here on 87th Street. Come back over here and see us. Right. It's ridiculous. So, like, just staying in the crib wasn't an option? Hell no. No, you had you to be, be outside. You had to basically <laughs> let yourself be a target? Yeah. But, but you're out there with guns all day, and the fucking cops are obviously, they yeah. see you there, right? Yeah. Well, at that point, it was more normal to see right. gangs out. Yeah. Now you'll drive through anybody's neighborhood and not know they're there, but they're there. They're just inside. Right. Or in the backyard. But do you think that's a change in gangbanging, or do you think that's just a change in, like, social media and shit where people are just... They stay in the crib. They watch Netflix. Nobody's standing think, out on the street at 9 p.m. Well, well, gangbangers are because the whole ideology, even to this date, is to be with the homies. Mm. It's to be in the hood. It was times, my guy, it was times, Adam, I was in fucking Spain, Amsterdam. And I'm like, I'm in Amsterdam. And the homie like, nigga, we in the set. <laughs> like, fuck that shit you talking about. Right. We in the set. Yeah. So it was almost like I, I wasted time to that particular individual telling him what I was doing when he was like, I'm, I'm, I'm in a Notre Dame looking at the Mona Lisa. Fuck the Mona Lisa, cuz we over here getting cracking. Yeah. Where you at? And making me feel, damn, I gotta get back. I gotta go get cracking. Right. You know what I mean? I gotta keep this, you know, and when you become a hood hero, I've become a hood hero at times where you're being attacked at a funeral or some kids or something's happening, then you come and you're the hero. Right. You know what I mean? And that's a different honor or you ride for, you're, you're, you're my partner and you get knocked down and your mom says, Fuck that. Somebody do something and we go take care of it. And the mom is like, that honor is unmatched. Right. It's unmatched. It's to have a mother know you're gangbanging and go avenge her son and to hug you and tell you thank you. It makes it in this bullshit of this, you know, <laughs> circle of subculture of what we got that feels normal. It feels extremely normal. Right. You know what I mean? You feel honorable. Like, this is 300. Wow. This is Sparta. <clears throat> you know what I mean? Like, you feel like you're doing something right. Because if you take a soldier... And take him when guys come back with PTSD, they come back, but they've been, they were programmed to think brown people are all the enemy. Mm. So you got white boys and black folks coming back. It's like them dudes right there are the enemy. I've been killing them for this long and I need to deprogram. So a lot of us that want to kill somebody that looks like us, that's from the same community that were separated by one street is fucked up. Our yeah. moms go to the same churches, go to the same grocery stores. And literally we had lights like, let's get the fuck out of here. Right. Like, you know what I mean? Literally you can see when I grew up, Across Central was the Bloods, and across Compton Avenue was the Crips, and we didn't get along with nobody. Right. On both sides. I saw a good tweet the other day. It said, 
maybe after all your your enemies were china and russia and not the people around Woo. the corner who look just like you that's a cold thing yeah, i was like true america definitely loses sight of that yeah we do quite, we do quite frequently we do no offense to china and russia no no the hatfields and mccoys <laughs> if you look at a lot of gang banging it's a crip set the the east coast is and the kitchens was worn for 30 years mm. but if you think of the origin when it started from a dice game really from somebody scrapping and the scrap going wrong and somebody pulls out a gun and kills one person and it's on every year for since so yeah. little baby infant such and such has got put on the hood he don't even know why he's going across the street to kill these people right that was important for me to learn how did the hood start what was our origins why are we beefing with these people i'm logistics i want to know what the fuck is going on right i don't want to just be blind in it because at least when i'm in it i at least know why oh this is some crazy shit mm. but i know why i'm dedicated to it right you know what i mean definitely so so did we hit the moment when you started to shy away from yeah, the gang? Yeah, uh, I would say different levels of success in life. Right. Like gaining and seeing different things in life that pulls you away from things because you're too busy for it now. Mm. So it's not even a conscious decision to say, you know what? I'm going to stop this shit. Mm. Because when you're somebody from somewhere and you're recognizing your face is known, you can't never stop. Right. Even if you stopped, even if you a Christian, Somebody remembers you from 1992 doing something to their brother or their mama, right. and you still carry that weight. That's why when I would see singers and famous rappers who weren't gang members that would come into L.A. and be like, I'm a blood, mm. I'm a crib. If it was Soldier Boy, if it was Chris Brown, whoever it was, you inherit the drama that comes along with claiming this neighborhood right. that you know nothing of. You could be a good person, mm. and you just feel the the love from the brotherhood of it, but you don't know all the negativity that's come before this that now you carry on your back mm. for repping that thing. It's deeper than what people think. Right. You know, it's a lot of death that comes with that with people that people don't fucking forget, you yeah. know? It's definitely not something to be played with. So I, I would say success uh, of different levels of success in your life and being busy and not like I went and went to New York and saw the promised land like, this is the new life, fuck it. But I'm busy now. I'm fucking working. I'm traveling. I'm touring with Bone Thugs. I'm touring <clears throat> with Snoop. I'm on the road with E4. I'm doing whatever. I'm making moves. Mm. I'm too busy. Right. You know what I mean? I'm too fucking busy. Yeah. You know what I mean? And, and that's what I think a lot of us who are in the communities need more situations to be busy. Right. We need, I think it should be a boys and girls club in every fucking hood. Yeah. You know what I mean? With everybody who came from the hood who has wisdom and experience now to say, we're going to take these babies right here. And bring him on. As a 12-year-old just got put on our neighborhood, and he wanted to meet me. He's like, I want to meet him. And I met him over FaceTime. We met him. He already got shot in the back already. He's 12. Wow. You know what I'm saying? And that, that's, that breaks your heart. Because you're like, how could I consciously look at this man's mom? And she knows who I am. And she's like, I want to meet you, Dre. Like, oh, that's what's up. Cool, I want to meet you. But how can I consciously tell this little boy, you don't need to be from this. Wow. You need to be doing this, that, and the third. But then, on the other hand, you can be from this and be somebody. Right. So, so how do we change the face? Mm. of this shit like can we have some people who are crips going to be attorneys and cops and lawyers and podcasters right. can we do that now i think that that's happening to a degree i was thinking that the other day that like you know gangs are like religions in a lot of ways Facts. where a lot of people use religions for really terrible things to shit. justify awful bigotry and yeah. violence and whatnot and then you know we all know plenty of people who use religion as you know their warm blanket that makes them feel good about what is going to happen to them after they, they die right, or right. whatever you know right. and uh gangbang is kind of like that too where yeah. it's like really there's, there's no stipulation that there has to be violence attached right. to this you know right right and, and that's the crazy thing. how it works out. And the weird thing is that 
there's a part that's yes and no about that. And I agree with you. And then the other part, there's people who want to be violent. I remember mm. a guy coming in town. We, you know, different neighborhoods in LA have chapters in other cities. Right. You know what I mean? Like a motorcycle club, like right. Sons of Anarchy or whatever have you. And I remember a dude coming in town from another chapter, and he was like, just chilling for a minute, hit the blunt. And he looked over and he said, I'm ready to kill something. He wanted to get to LA to get his stripes so he could go back home and be like, I went to the Mecca mm. and I'm respected and I got my stripes. Killed somebody you don't know. At all. But he knew it was an enemigo of, of the neighborhood. Wow. You know what I mean? And that's the funny thing, too. Like, uh, my neighborhood is like the biggest neighborhood in Memphis. You know what I mean? Out of all places, Memphis are the deepest. Us but there's a the bunch grapes. of that. The, yeah, the Grape Street is huge yeah. in Memphis, too. Yeah. And we one of the smallest neighborhoods here and one of the most original. I was going to ask that. How big are the kitchens Small. out here? Okay. Two different chapters. Damn near three because other people clicking up with us. But two chapters, A7 okay. and 11-6. And uh, small neighborhoods, everybody know everybody, real family-oriented. A lot of families are the makeup of the hood. Right. You got one of my road dogs who did 22 years, BG Fly. His whole family is, I would say, out of 40 people, I'd say 30 of them is from the, is, was from the set. Mm. You know what I mean? From the section, for sure. Right. So um, it's a trip because, you know, you think, like, isn't there something else? But I think that the level of violence comes with certain people who want that. Because I've been involved with doing things when I was doing something. I'm doing it out of the honor and the respect and you just slap me I'm gonna slap you back mm. somebody else is like I love this shit yeah, it's and I'm looking at my own <laughs> homie like god damn it's clearly <laughs> something that is going to attract people that want to do violent yeah, things you fact. know like but there's a lot of things that are like that you know a lot somebody who, who has that violent impulse might go take a fucking karate class they might go right. be a UFC fighter or, or some right. shit police officer right, right. 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 military he's getting taunted as a, as a kid now he's turned Don't up play right. football or something if you want right. to smack the, somebody around then yeah. it's like it's like I think was it full metal jacket and somebody was like well God is gonna do this and God is gonna do that and he said ain't no God here that AR that, that AK-47 is your God mm. here you can talk to God all day but that AK is gonna be what it is right. so I I think a lot of that in gangbanging, you've taken nice little boys that was 12, 13 years old that could have been something and that was put in a position to be a grown-ass man because mm. you told to kill something. Not right. economically make yourself better or help the neighborhood. Go kill something. You right. ain't shit until you kill something. How Biggie said, you're nobody if somebody kills you. Out here, you ain't nobody till you kill something. Right. You know? But I'm sure you know guys who have made those calls and everything. Um, like, how, how do you look at that now? Like, is, is it make you feel horrified or, or do you just still understand it so well that it's hard for you to judge it? You know, I, I think when me and Justin was talking about earlier, it's like, um, like my little homies coming up and tell me like such and such just did something to us. And my mind is like, I got TV shows I'm working on. I'm executive producing. I want to hire you mm. and get you on the job and you still from the hood, but we going to work. Right. But they want to go back. They got slapped. So they want to slap back. So do I tell a, a man who's got testosterone, a young man, don't slap back. Mm. You know, it's kind of like it puts you in a fucked up catch 22. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. No, you know, but, you know, <laughs> no intended, you know what I'm saying? But it puts you in a crazy situation where you're like, I want to tell this this young boy to do something different like I've chosen to do in my life. Mm. But he's making himself. He's getting stripes. Who are you in the mafia? Who are you in the gang if you ain't did nothing to prove who you are? Mm. How can you be trusted? You know what I mean? And that's the craziest thing when you get to things about people telling on people because, you know, like these days, I don't know who's doing what. Mm. I just know I hear things just like everybody else hears things that you don't want to know. Right. You know what I mean? You don't. Not unless you're involved in a situation and it's your clique. We had cliques coming up to where you got, it's, it's beef in so much people's neighborhoods. They got more beef with somebody in their neighborhood than they do with, with a so-called op. Right. With an enemy. It's yeah. bad. You yeah. got people killing their own homies. Right. You know what I mean? And, you know, we've had numerous situations. Do you remember a time when it was primarily blood on crib versus yeah. now where it's pretty much just 
whoever. Whatever. Definitely, definitely. Right. I would say the 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 early nineties for sure. That's kind of the last time it was really like that. I would say, mm. and then every crip started having a crip on crip enemy. Right. So a lot of people didn't understand that, but it's tribes. It's not. Mm. It was less about colors and more about the tribe. Right. We in Africa, if we in England, and there's different tribes. Somebody's gonna have a problem, and how are they gonna settle it? Right. You know what I mean? We gonna come to some kind, some type of conflict. T'Challa, Black Panther had to get some fucking conflict. You know what I mean? Right. And he was the king. You know what I mean? And running everything, and someone challenged him. So it's like if someone challenges you, you have to meet the challenge. You can't avoid it. Right. You know what I mean? If you signed up for this shit, right. and you hear certain people say that comes with gangbanging. It comes with it. But then how do you how do you grow from that? Only how you grow from that is other people who have grown as well. Right. Then you see them in the streets. Then you see them, and it's like, I ain't even on that. Right. Dissing. Like, I used to diss as a, as a teenager. Every diss, dissing every hood as a diss. In music? Nah, dissing in gangs. Oh, okay. Every hood as a diss. Right. You know what I mean? It's, it could be the, the stupidest shit. Adam Funny Foo. <laughs> you know, a, a Adam Winnie Poo. And you're like, what the fuck? So now motherfuckers. Some of the gang disses are so goddamn are funny, hilarious. but I can't I can't publicly laugh at them, but I think they're the funniest and, and, shit. And we know they are. Yeah. We know they are. We know they are, but it's it's the fact that if you what kind of what what energy do you put on a word? Right. So I'm gonna call Apple now, you Apple, and I'm calling a girl a bitch. Hmm. But how what's the term like if I get somebody that says we're, we're having a heated argument, me and Justin, and it's like we're having a debate or argument, he's like, Yeah, nigga. I'm like, hey, homie, hold up. Don't call me out my name, but we may call each other my niggas all the time. Right. Hey, what up, my nigga? But the the tone, yeah. my nigga, what's happening, homie? Like, even when I came in, I'm speaking to people. I'm like, what's up, homie? It's a thing that's like, just in those words is letting you know, right. I know what's up. Yeah. You know what's up. We don't even need to know who's who and where everybody's from and where they're not from. It don't matter. Right. But then you got, see, I feel like. Yeah, when you walked in here, there was a whole bunch of gang members. Yeah. That I'm sure you sniffed that out. Yeah. And, and I was sort of paying attention out of the corner of my eye to see how you would approach them. And you said, hey, guys, how y'all doing? Yeah. How, how, how I will acclimate myself in a situation. Yeah, for sure. Because yeah. I know if I talk to them for a couple minutes, I'm, I'm probably older than a, a lot of them anyway. I yeah. like Savvy. Right. I like Savvy's dope. You know what I'm saying? So I already got, we ain't got no problems. Right. You know what I mean? And even if I came in and it was an enemy, supposedly enemy, I'm still going to handle myself in a different way because I'm on a different page. Until that person trips, then, right. all right, now I'm sunken down to a, a low low vibration. Right. Now I got a trip. You know what I mean? For sure. I yeah. probably should have asked this question earlier, but mm -hmm. Justin, where are you coming from and how did you guys meet? Yeah, well, we met must have been like eight, nine years ago. Yeah. Oh, you know, wow. I've been, I've been a, a music journalist for the past 10 years. I ran Hip Hop DX for a while. I, right. ran, I worked at Empire Distribution. Uh, creating content for them. I've written for television. So my roots in Los Angeles are in writing about rap music. Right. Right. I, I left investment banking to pursue this goal of being the greatest rap journalist of all time. Wow. And it, it led Two me very in. different uh, ideal, <laughs> right. like financial situations right. there, yeah. right? You know, it's all ones and zeros. Okay. You know? It's yeah, still, just, still on the internet. <laughs> right. um, but you're right. It's still a relationship game between the two. So I'd, I'd say that's a similarity. Um, and so we met. I can't remember exactly yeah. how we met at this point. But... Um, you know, he's a super talented artist. You know, we talk, we would cover him on Hip Hop DX. He was also uh, doing a lot of licensing work for different TV shows, so. Still am. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah exactly. Yeah, yeah, so sure, our yeah. paths crossed through music. Yeah. And through that, we became friends. And I, be able, uh, I became in a position to understand his life a lot more. Mm. My life is totally different, you right. know what I mean? Like, I, I don't come from a gang-banging background. Yeah. I grew up in the South. You know, I've got a two-parent household and neither one of them let me stay outside too late <laughs> at night, you yeah, know what I'm right. saying? Yeah. So, um, and so just so that's how we clicked. And so we've been working on a couple of projects together. Mm -hmm. uh, so he has 
a, pro, a video called uh, Memories I dropped last year, so I was helping with the promotion on that. We're developing a podcast now called Truth and Company, so we're working on that. And, um, and these conversations just kept coming up and kept yeah. being loud and so pervasive in general that uh, it's, just, it's just really compelling the way that he breaks it down in a tangible way for people who aren't necessarily close to it, right? but also doesn't shy away from the tough decisions that he's had to make you know, through that lifestyle. Yeah. You know what I mean? One of the things that was most interesting to me about the, the conversation that we posted on my channel was him talking about his mom, his mom's influence on, mm. on his, him getting into the game. Hey, you got to get out there, go get it. You got to go do something. You ain't going to sit around and do nothing. You got to do some something. Dope, pimp a bitch, do right. something. You got to do something. You know what I mean? Now my mom's different now. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Back then, you know what I'm saying? But, but I mean, crazy. that's the question is just how honest do you want to be with your kids? Yeah. You yeah. know? Yeah. Do you want to treat your kids like you would treat your friend? Yeah. You know? Or well, do you want to treat your kid like they're supposed to be this fucking angel? Yeah, and I, I, I think I think for me, I'm in the middle of it because I don't want to expose everything to my children because right. they're so innocent and they're not ratchet. You know what I mean? They're intelligent. But my mom was very aggressive on things by having a, 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 a single son by herself, being a black woman. Single son, look, you're light-skinned, you're going to fight. Mm -hmm. This is what's going on. And if, if your little dick get hard, don't look at your sister. <laughs> like, really raising me to be a protector, to understand what it is, to how to deal with children how to deal to make to make me be a, a great big brother and to be a great father. Because right. a lot of people don't get that training and gangbanging, everybody don't get the training. If you go to jail, shut your mouth. Mm. Because they're going to tell you, you want a burger? We're going to give you life right now. You better. These people aren't the judge and the jury. These are, these are the ushers. Mm. Just shut the fuck up. You're going to be here a minute and let this shit ride out. So I think that for my mother, education was something. She came from the game. So education was everything for her to give me at the young age of where we are. We were moving around. We were in California, New Orleans, Seattle, mm -hmm. Vegas, then back to L.A., then back to New Orleans, you know? So, and then me being with family members, and so my mom had to give me the straight-up truth. Mm -hmm. And then she had to tell me where to hide the money at. Hey, this money's right here. Hide this. If somebody come, just because she, I, I was the one who she had to depend on, and she had to give me a lot of game, and that was the best way. And now I look back to say, damn, my mom was like one of these other little fast tail girls running around here that I look at now like, damn, she run around leaving the kids with the family mm. and all that, but that's what she was chasing at the time. Right. You know what I mean? She was a Black Panther for two weeks. You know what I'm saying? And she's from Oakland, you know what I'm saying? Two weeks, you feel me? And it was like the game was calling, you know what I mean? So, you know, it's interesting, though, when you come up and shit, and if, if the family business is is killing cows, you may say, I don't want to kill cows. Right. You know what I'm saying? I want to go fucking be an investment banker. Right. But when the game time come to make some money and kill some cows, right. you're like, shit, I know what to do. Let me get this money. Right, kill some so, cows. Yeah. yeah, like, you know what I mean? What, what's, it, what's it like being friends with him if he's kind of coming from more of a civilian background now like, i got so many friends of so many different backgrounds okay, yeah. it's great you know okay. what i'm saying it's great and then you gotta stand two different homies that i grew up looking up to are in a different space they were horrible fathers in the 80s and 90s mm. now they're kids in the 2000s they're the most phenomenal fathers ever the wisdom the experience but justin is great i like i like the conversations we have and the the perspective he has on things because right. i have such a locked perspective on what i believe in then i'll i'll hear his perspective and it'll make me look at it a little different for a minute and i'm not really big on looking at things differently once i see it the way it is right so he has that that uh that that, that side to him that makes me say oh I didn't think about it like that. Right. And I don't give most people that credit because I think most people are limited in what their thought process is. Certain homies I'm not going to tell, I'm with Adam right now and we chilling or I'm on a roller coaster. They don't want to hear that. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. So you keep certain conversation for certain people. I'm open for people in my neighborhood to call me, but how long is our conversation going to last? Uh. We're going to talk two hours, we're going to talk two minutes. Right. You know what I mean? So you'll know what somebody's talking about. So I enjoy 
fucking with him, it's the different perspective and things that I learn at the same token. So it's cool. Right. You know what I mean? Straight up. Yeah, it's, a, it's an interesting dynamic, though, because we are very, very hard-headed to a degree. Like, I think, yeah. I think, I think both of us really love debating. We love telling somebody they wrong in a way. <laughs> you know what I mean? Um, and, you know, you take that and we have just two very different perspectives just reflexively. Right. Yeah. Uh, sometimes things get louder than they will today on this podcast, but we always end up in the right place. Yeah, no, I'm in that category too, but I kind of like learned to pick my battles where it's like, I used to always just be on go mode. If somebody said something I didn't agree with, I'd be like, no, me too. We're going to argue right now about this. And as I get older, it's more like, no, you got to reserve your fucking energy a little bit. You can't just be really going to war with your girl because she said that she likes a song that you don't like or something like that. Because in my head, it's a possibility. You know, like this could go down right now. Everybody don't deserve (laughs) it. I've been acting stingy with my energy. I think I've seen you. I don't know if it was an interview. I don't know if it was something with Sharp and the girl. But I mean, when things was going left and getting out of hand, I saw you a couple times be like, you wanted to be like, hey, let me, but you was like, let me let this man talk, let me let this woman talk. Yeah. But it felt like it was getting a little wild where it's past the point of conversation. I, I mean, for me, like the kind of conversationalist I am is like, if you ask me a question, I want to literally answer the question. Right. I want to give you a com- comprehensive answer the best I can. Right. And a lot of times I'll be dealing with people on the show who are just arguing and I just see them arguing yeah. past each other over and over yeah. and over. And it's so far away from any actual real disagreement yeah. and yeah. i'm always trying to like reel the conversation back in and be like okay what is the primary <laughs> thing right. that you disagree with here right. because in a lot of the things with sharp like i feel like he's gotten better where he's realized that he wants yeah. to be a little bit less aggressive and yeah, yeah. talk over the, the the people a little bit less yeah but it's kind of like you know i just really want to identify the conflict yeah. and figure out which side each of you are on because yeah. a lot of times it feels like you guys are on the same exact side yeah. You're just arguing, you know? Because right. I, I saw Sharp. I think uh, somebody told me about it. And I met him uh, at Slink's, uh, Slink Johnson's uh, show. Oh, nice. And uh, Slink's a good friend of mine. Hilarious. And, uh, so, yeah, love Slink. But uh, um, I saw him do, I think, the underbelly thing or something. And I was so impressed right. the way that, that he talked to the guy doing an interview. Are you trying to manipulate me? Come on, Joseph. <laughs> <Yeah>. We're <laughs> friends. I, I was like, this is great. He's yeah. a genius. I fuck with him. You mm. know what I mean? Because it was a different level of intelligence being used mm. and showing, like, you're not going to manipulate me and have me look like I'm Mr pimping on Figueroa all day. I'm, I'm a grown-ass man, and I'm living, and I'm doing different things, and I'm intelligent. Right. You know what I mean? I think a lot of people uh, underestimate how intelligent people are who are disenfranchised or who are from, you know, uh, poverty-stricken neighborhoods. Mm-hmm. So many great people. You know what I mean? It's fucked up, because even in the gangs, you'll have a good person who has to advocate violence. Right. You know, like the old thing, would you rather be a fear king or a love king? Mm. Now, all of us will want to be loved, but you better be feared. Mm. You know what I mean? Or you're going to get walked on, and that's fucked up. Right. Because if you got a good heart, you know what I'm saying? You want to be loved. You know what I mean? But you have to do certain things based on the principle. Mm. There's things I've done in life that I had to do just because and I didn't want to do it. Right. You know what I mean? I knew if I slapped somebody or punched them and I handled it by myself, then the gang ain't going to kill him. Right. Because I'm like, hey, I got it. Let me get down with him. But I know I'm doing him a favor mm. by me stepping out to get down with you because they want to massacre you. Right. And they're going to do you dirty. And that's not, if you ain't did nothing to me like that, I don't want to see that. Right. Anyway, you got to really do something to me now to make me want to see you dead. Right. You know what I mean? For like sure. straight up. Yeah. And I think it's too easy for us to deal with death these days. You got everybody like that's just showing out and don't really mean it. People aren't really who they are a lot of times. And other times people are exactly who the fuck they are mm. on IG. Mm. Yeah, bitch, fuck you and this crip or this blood whoop whoop and this who I am. Yeah. And other people, it's a persona. It's like, well, I'm going to give them what they want. 
You know what I mean? I, I, what's the dude? Charleston White. Mm. Entertaining as fuck. Yeah. The entertaining. But you see, feeding into it, like, I'm going to give them what they want. Right. Yeah. Yeah, motherfucker. Yeah. You know, and it's entertaining, but he's feeding. Like, it's like a source that needs your attention mm. to be able to give what he's going to give to be entertaining. Right. You know, and I think two of the most entertaining people I've seen online would be Charleston White and Crip Mac. You know what I mean? That I've enjoyed. Mm -hmm. You know, I've actually told business people I work with, like, yo, this shit is fucking crazy. Yeah, okay. Crip Mac's brand of Crippin has yeah. been a bit controversial in yeah. the city. Some people love it. Some people hate it. Yeah. What's your perspective as a, uh, somebody who's been doing this for a lot mm. longer than him? He's a younger dude, and I'm not mad at him. I think that... We do a lot of things to, 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 to be accepted and to be in things, and we want to show we the downest. Mm. You know what I'm saying? And that's to a fault at times. You know what I'm saying? And um, I think people are good people. You know what I'm saying? I think Crip Mac probably a great dude. I love the guy. Good yeah. heart. You know what I'm saying? Everything. But then it's certain things on you that have put you in something now. Oh, yeah. Now that you in it now. So how do you look at somebody else from another neighborhood or you whacking out or you don't like they're saying he's a good person. Somebody else who's intelligent could see that. Right. Like, oh, he a youngster. He don't know no better. He will. He gonna. Fifteen years later, he gonna be different. Right. Five years. I mean, we years have later. A, a co-host who does the podcast here with me sometimes, and then and he's from Hoover, and then we got Crip Mac, and he does the show sometimes. We've done a very good job so far mm -hmm. of never allowing them being here to overlap. Right. right. I mean, T. Rell is what I'm talking about from Hoover, mm -hmm. but like, mm -hmm. you know, he could get along with a lot of people who are right. from neighborhoods that he's technically right. not supposed to get along with. He's right. made that clear to me. Like, I could be on the podcast, I could be yeah. around this guy and this guy, even though we're not supposed to technically. Who gives yeah. a fuck? With Crip Mac, it's, it's different. It's like the thing that he's just never going to be able to get rid of. And he just got it redone. Oh, mm. yeah. So it definitely well, you know, ain't going nowhere. It, it, and the thing is, the thing is, is that. You know, to all respect to Crip Mac or any any soldier from any hood, mm. is that it don't be cracked up what it is to be sometimes when you locked up. Mm. You know what I'm saying? You locked up, it's like, who's writing you? Who's really staying down? I remember Pac said, knowing deep inside, only a few love me. Mm -hmm. You know, other people will look at you and be like, yeah, he put, and will love the energy you have because you're repping the same thing. That's right. the energy of a neighborhood is that you rep what I rep. You could be the scum of the earth, and I'm doing great shit over here, but we rep the same thing, so we have that connection, like family. Right. You know what I mean? So I think I think for uh, his brand of Crippen, I like certain things about his brand of Crippen because it's old school. Only wears blue. I, I, there was a time I was that person. You know <laughs> yeah. what I'm saying? There was a time, you know what I'm saying? And still don't really feel comfortable in red. I think it's too bright for me. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? But maybe that's the programming. Right. You know what I mean? But I'm not mad at nobody else wearing it. I mean, Savvy was just sitting here. He's great yeah. for his whole life. He's yeah. wearing a bunch of red today. Nobody yeah. even thinks twice about it. Nah, yeah. it's, it's a different time now. At one point in time, you couldn't do that. Mm. One point in time, that wasn't accepted. It's a different generation now, right. different time. These kids that's coming up now, ain't even. they, they don't even have the uniform on. Right. They, they ain't wearing khakis and chucks. There's a uniform that comes with this military. If you're mm. in the military, you're wearing camouflage. Mm, right. You feel me? Mm. You're going through boot camp. Now you got ripped pants on with the knees out. You don't know who's what tight pants with your ass hanging out. <laughs> you don't know who's who. <laughs> okay, this is the question I really want yeah. to ask you, though, is when you see that forehead tattoo, does yeah. that strike you as some crazy next level shit or is that actually kind of regular coming from your perspective it's kind of regular because i grew up with motherfuckers that got fuck you and fuck this hood and fuck them on the face and okay it's not out of the normal right. it's just out of the normal for today's day and for somebody uh -huh. to be very popular online very with that. popular yeah, and, and you guys, like him yeah. like you like him like he's right. likable so so when you when you like somebody you like fuck because mm. i know people who like him but can't fuck with him based on on the tattoo. Yeah. And they might not even be from Hoover, but they may have family or friends from Hoover. Right. You know what I mean? But, you know, I think it's about 
what you do. I got family from 6 I got friends and homies I know from Hoover. Mm. I've known for years. I've done well keeping them apart, you know, at the times. And then there's been times where they weren't apart, but the respect for me was there. Mm. Like, Dre got us here. We ain't about to shit on nothing he got going on. Right. He too good to both of us and too loyal, so we not going to do that. But, of course, if I see the... I'm like, well, he going hard. He's a, you know, uh, he's either uh, extremely dedicated or a crash dummy. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? And it, sometimes you can be both. You know what I'm saying? I've had a lot of, it doesn't make you necessarily wrong because you're, I got homies who are super crash dummies, super crips. Mm -hmm. and it's like, what? Like you come to, hey man, Adam just got jumped on, man, I need you. It's my white boy partner. What? We coming to kill something. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Don't even give a fuck. Just like, it's because it's for you. Wow. So people will do, sir, imagine what you'll do for a friend of yours. It's like, I'm stuck on the highway. It's two in the morning. My phone's dying. I can't get AAA. You may get up out of your bed and leave your family to go get him. Right. So right. this comes with a level. There's people who will get up out their bed for me if it comes to a level of violence. But I'm never going to call them for that. Right. I'm not. You know what I mean? I'm going to take care of my own business. And the way life is for me, I'm not encountering that energy as much anymore. You'll catch enemies of the neighborhood that'll see me and be like, if you want to call it a pass or if you want to call it respect, you like, Dre, I see what you on. Mm. You know what I mean? Then you got other motherfuckers who's like, fuck him, because he's from over there. Right. You know, but the I more successful you that. become, the more of dangerous you are. Of yeah. course. And then and then what do you what energy do you put out? Right. Every day at one point I got it where I was like, I need to get across central. I need to get across I need to go prove, you know, I need to get cracked and get some stripes. Now that's not my life now. I don't mm. wanna I wanna do something successful that I can feel good about that my kids are gonna be like, look at my dad. Right. I'm embarrassed of certain things when I was in Thousand Islands, Clayton, New York, with my friend's mom who's a judge and a, a dad's attorney and her mom's a judge in the bay, and we're in New York, and I'm embarrassed when they're asking me about a tattoo. Mm. Oh, this woo woo crypt I don't that's not that's not what you wanna do, although I wasn't ashamed of that. Mm. But I was ashamed of what the negative connotation would come with them. Then I can give you a different uh idea of what somebody from this uh, from this uh, section is. Right. Now you can have a different perspective of what, wow, I didn't know you guys were articulate. Mm. I didn't know you could speak. I didn't know you had manners. Right. Because if you think of a crip or a blood, you think drug dealing, gang banging, and fuck yeah. women, and, and fuck everybody, and that's what it is, and that's not and the case. Slang. Yeah. Yeah. A lot of slang. A lot of slang. And it's, it's not the case in a lot, of, a lot of situations. You have intelligent people who are behind a lot of this shit that's involved and who utilize the soldiers. When they, the lack of better terms, uh, too many Indians, not enough, too many chiefs, not enough Indians. Right. You have certain people who manipulate that and still push crack and still push dope and say, I'm going to give you a sack. Mm. You, I'm going to give you $200 in dope, but we're going to cut it up and make it $800 and you bring me $600 back. Mm. You know what I mean? Like you got people pimping people in the neighborhood. So I grew up to look up to people. Then when I got grown, I saw they weren't following certain guidelines and rules that they raised me up to follow. Right. So how could I follow you now? Mm. How could I consciously follow you now? Unless I'm just a weak, I'm the head of my household. Right. So how could I let another man decide what I'm doing when you ain't even under these rules that we said that, that we're supposed to, these are the guidelines. Right. So since you're not doing that, how can I respect you? Or you punk the game. Right. If you punk the game, you ran out, you told, you know, you, you, you snitch, you, you, you know, you talk bad, whatever you did, you, you're punking the game is turning down fades, mm. you know, doing whatever the fuck you're going to do is punking the game. So if you've been around a hood for 20 years, 10 years, 30 years, 40 years, and you've never done certain things, you're at a high ass level on a pedestal because right. you ain't punked the game in all these years. For sure. You know, and it makes a difference. How, how did things change when your music career started moving, right? Like when you started... Work with Good Charlotte, or you yeah. got signed to EA well, Sports also. I remember going over Good Charlotte's, and I, at the time I was having a difference of opinion with Game, mm. and I was low key dissing, like, "Hey, fuck you, woo, woo, this, that, and the third. And um, Benji and Joe were like godfathers to one of Jason's, to one of Game's kids. I mm. think Harlem, maybe his son. 
And uh, I'll respect to that. And they was telling me, yo, EA Sports wants to do a deal with you. And they was talking about giving me a quarter of a million dollars and shit. He's like, but we don't want you beefing with game. Game, we're close to game. He lives down the street from us. We're in Glendale right now. Look where you at. Right. Paris Hilton is here. Lindsay Lohan here. Nicole Richie here. Look where you at. Right. And my mentality is like, man, fuck such and such because of wooty woot. Now it's like, I had to think about that. Do I want to cash this check and uh, destroy a beef that don't really exist? Because I have an opinion about somebody that we work together and we know each other. And I was at Doc, I was at Aftermath for a second, about to do the deal there when he first came in. And I'm saying, oh, you said something derogatory about Crips on a song. I got to get at you now. Uh. So how long does that last? You know, but then if someone signed the Crips, you know what I mean? Right. And then if you, you could be signed to a label and you'd be a Crip and sign the Bloods. Right. Look at Death Row. I, like I was, when I was Back just interviewing then. Savvy, he was signed to Whack, and it, yeah. I didn't even bother to be like is that weird that you're a crip sign right or you know it's just like yeah. old, old school I, I, question I, I, yeah i think i think the difference in that is a big age difference too true and true. i think i think someone else who has more experience will be like shit i see the money yeah. and i see the person and i see the opportunity mm. you know what i mean as mm. opposed to oh i ain't fucking with him like i said that was back in the day back in the day it wasn't cool to be in a red car mm. it wouldn't be cool to have anything red on you getting sweated and i came from the go time to the red carpet Hell no, we had the blue carpet treatment. Come on, Snoop. But I, I had the time when we was, when I, me and you, me and you could be in a car and we homies and we see Justin walking down the street, black man going the opposite direction. We going north, he going south. We going to turn that motherfucker around. Hey, where you from? And hop out on you with a strap. Show me your tattoos. I want to see your arms. You ain't gangbanging. Pull up your fucking pants. You couldn't even sag. You couldn't have braids in your hair a certain kind of way if you wasn't living that lifestyle. Yeah. Now it's like, motherfucker look like the hardest motherfucker and be... I don't want to take a homosexual mm. and I'm not taking away from any homosexuals being hard because there's hard people in anything. But I'm saying in gangbanging, that wasn't tolerated. Right. You know what I mean? So you could have somebody else that's perpetrating a fraud that's really on the low mm. on some other shit. Well, without naming any names or anything like there's there's been like <laughs> multiple people who basically got exposed as Oof. having done homosexual stuff and yeah. i mean man you, you really get the reminder that although the rest of the world has become yeah. a lot more progressive on yeah. those issues that game yeah. banging really is nah. maybe uh, gonna move about as slow as possible on that well the issue is like my mother raised me and said you'll never be a bitch you'll never be a punk mm -hmm. you'll never be a homosexual you never now i was born right whatever happened for me was right you know for for me you know what i mean heterosexual life straight life all that but my, i had a mother a black mother that was like if you're a homosexual, you're weak, mm. and you will not make it right. in this in this in these 80s and 90s. You're not gonna make it. I think times are a little different now right. for people to be able to express themselves. What I do respect, if you're homosexual, be open with that. Don't look like you super thug and super into the women and all that. And you're really, I respect a homosexual man saying he's homosexual more than a guy that's acting like he's not. Yeah, like the gang thing that we're talking about there. Like you feel like if the person had been straight up about it. Like, it's very understandable that they would want to hide that they were into that just given the norms in that right. world. But it's like the, the deception really Ooh. ultimately is the thing that people are upset about That's probably. You know? Yeah, that pisses you off. And then you think of like the condensation. I'm doing a show called Sellies with Slink Johnson. It just launched today on Tubi. Matter Sellies. of fact, Sellies. Yeah, about it's comedy. Like Me and Slink Johnson are locked up together. But there's, a, there's things in there that are like, uh, that are, I want to break down. Like when people say, don't drop the soap. You're making it like everybody that goes to jail is involved with homosexual activity. That's not the case. There is the percentage of people that are, but that's not the case. It's lesser than there is more, from my experience. You know right. what I'm saying? But the people who are, that's who they are. But I think that kind of that 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 uh, aspect of saying you're going to jail, don't drop the soap. He's gonna get you know right. that doesn't exist. That that's not what it is. Mm. Not unless you just involved in a situation where you 
are looking weak because I've been in jail before and people like, he's a bitch. Mm. And that person didn't speak up after they was called a bitch. So that's going to put you in the line of being a bitch. Yeah. And in jail, you're going to have to get down. For sure. You're going to have to fight. You know what I'm saying? So, okay, tell me about these uh, these charges that have come down yeah. on a bunch of the kitchen crips yeah, recently. Yeah. So what's your perspective on how all this is happening? Uh, I think that, first of all, I think uh, just to state this is a tragedy. And my heart and my prayers go out to all parties involved. And okay. God bless the dead, first of all. First of all. Second of all, I hate to think that people I know are in jail for something that they didn't do. Okay. Like I told you, I don't know about it. I'm doing a TV show off placing songs, doing whatever the fuck else, so I don't even know. I haven't talked to anyone who is incarcerated behind this right now, but I know them, mm. of course. And I feel like talking to people's wives and their mothers, like, damn, I feel bad for my homie. I know he ain't, I can tell you I know because I know this person's character. Mm. I don't know because I wasn't there. But this person's character is saying, he don't even come outside. He don't even fuck around. He's been from the hood. He don't do this. He's a dad. Hmm. He's on a, I know his energy. So to think, fuck, man, like you're there and someone said your name or you was in the wrong place at the wrong time because I heard they came to people's houses and jobs, hotels and other stuff and pick people up. And I think that like about a month or two ago, you got the police chief saying, you know, don't come to L.A. because hmm. we can't protect you. It's a purge. And some years ago, me and Game and Snoop, and Brother Riza, Riza Islam, we walked down uh, to the police station downtown and we marched about three miles. A lot of us, a lot of hip hop artists, we all went together and I talked on the news, everybody talked and we was trying to create dialogue between us and, and the cops that I think is very needed. Mm. And I'm gonna get back to your point, but just to say, when you got white boys in a community or brothers in a white community that are, there's a disconnect. Now you can get to know people, but if you got white boys from Sherman Oaks or from uh, uh, Valencia, coming to South Central, they're programmed like the guy in the military to say, those guys are bad. They're the scum of the earth. Mm. So I'm not going to fuck with them. I'm going to treat them like a piece of shit. Right. You know, and I've had to be a grown man and be mm. like, hey, I'm not doing any of that. Oh, sit down. I'm not sitting down on the curb. I'm a grown ass man. So now you better draw down on me and make me sit down because I'm not going to, how old are you? Like, I feel a way if a 22 year old cop is telling me to sit down mm. on the fucking curb like I'm a child. That's mm. out. They treat you like insurgents. I'm not doing that. So, so what I say is to get back to that is to say, uh, uh, I think it's unfortunate for our situation in this situation that I think that, like, uh, when you watch old TV shows, the DA has to give the people something. Mm. We got a, a surge of violence in Los Angeles going on in, the, in Burbank, in the Valley, in Sherman Oaks. People are jumping out, robbing people broad daylight now. Right. Crashing your car, jumping out, robbing you. I don't remember all that type of shit. Yeah. I'm sure isolated incidents have happened. So I feel like that there has to be some some skin in the game from somewhere. There has to be the DA saying, I'm going to give the people something. Mm. So we're going to give them this. Now, like I told you, I don't know because I wasn't there, so I don't know, but I do feel like out of those nine people that there's some innocent people that are in jail right now. Right. I feel like that. Okay. You know what I mean? But like I told you, I'm not close enough to it to know. Ain't nobody, I ain't, ain't nobody called me from jail. You right. know what I'm saying? And said, hey, man, you know, I didn't do it, but I know me knowing this character. One of, uh, uh, one of my friends, TF, uh, my friend's little brothers, he turned himself in. He was like, I didn't do shit. Right. Turning myself in. I think he got a $16 million bail now. I read that in the papers. $16 million? And I had to hear that from the papers and the news and blogs. And I, I hate when certain blogs put politics and neighborhood, as we say, hood business or mm -hmm. community business on these vlogs. Like, you know, there's something I saw that had me all over it. And I was appalled. 
Mm. I was pissed off. Like, damn, homie. Like, I know I'm the... You're all up in the video? Because there's all these, like, hood narrators yes. these days who want to tell you a story about yes. some neighborhoods. Be because, okay, this, this is what gets me, is that people will forever, like, give uh, academic shit because he did the war in Chirac back in yeah. the day. Whatever. You might have a point. He was kind of lighthearted about some violence back then to a certain extent. But... Nowadays, you get a million YouTubers who are not making videos about rappers mm. or like famous people or mm. anything like that. No, it's just about anything, anything happening in the street. Somebody got killed. Somebody, somebody shot somebody. Boom! It's a fucking video. Yeah. And yeah, sometimes I really worry about yeah. how those narratives can kind of become per, 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 pervasive, and especially when you talk to rappers and they're like, "I really don't like the way that they presented me in that video," Ooh. because you know the cops. Like, I mean, the cops are fans pretty much of the Facts. culture in the same way that a lot of the actual fans are. Yeah. You know the cops are watching that shit and can't help but be super Facts. influenced by it, you know? Well, it's funny, because when you say that, I, I talked to G Perico the other day. He's like a little brother to shout me. And G. I, yeah, G, shout out to G for show. Uh, this a blue t-shirt. Uh, uh, Central <laughs> Ave, you know what I'm saying? Wait. Yeah. But, uh, but I, I look at things, and he was like, you know, we talked about this right quick, and he was like, well, you know, you the most known over there, so I'm the most known in, in my section. Mm. So it's like, for instance, Five podcasters throat slit and they show Adam 22's face. <laughs> right, so right. so just to even even though the law enforcement don't want me, they don't give a fuck about me. They know. Mm -hmm. But it's the perception of what ops, what other people is like, well, damn, who the fuck is he? The video starts off, one of them, several of them, one of them with me, first picture. Second picture, third picture, it goes off to somebody else, mm -hmm. a video of me. And they're saying all these horrible things from 15 years ago about murders, little boys being killed, grown people being killed. That's fucked up shit. Mm -hmm. That's, that's happened all over gangbanging. There's mm. always been innocent people being killed when you're shooting a big-ass fucking AR-15 or a street sweeper or AK or something. Right. Somebody ain't the, ain't the best shot. You right. know what I mean? So I think that what that does for people who are incarcerated who are innocent until proven guilty, that already gives the jury already a perspective to say, well, fuck, they did it. Mm. Look what they from. Hell yeah, they did it. So it's looked at with these, these individuals uh, from, from my section what the fuck chance do they got? Mm. If there's already things saying that this is this neighborhood, it, it, one of them made it look like we are terrorizing the streets, my little section. The streets is being terrorized by fucking every section. Mm. And Justin asked me, do you think your neighborhood is one of, you grew up in is one of the violent areas? I said, yeah. And so is the ones across the street, the Bloods, and so is the Crips, and so is the Essays, everybody. Mm. This is a free for all. This is fucking Call of Duty online. And we spawn back and we, 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 we getting cracking. So. I think that the narrative of these people doing certain YouTube things is so wrong. Mm. I think it's so fucked up because you're writing and you're looking up public knowledge about a case and you're reading about it when even I know certain things. I was like, nah, that wasn't it. He's wrong on that. Then to hear things that was from 15 something years ago and you hear a guy with this monotone voice talking about, yeah, and then they ran over here. It's just, it's horrible. It's like, what are you talking about? You got the Google Maps out. Yeah. <laughs> we got a thing called hood business. And I, I say politics. Certain politics we don't share with everybody. Certain things is just for your neighborhood. Mm. You could be with me, and it's like, hey, and in that time, hey, we about to have a meeting. Hey, Adam, wait for me in the car, go right. to the store, hang out at Mama K house. You but know what I'm saying? Think about the fact that in your midst, there yeah. could easily be people who are basically getting money from YouTubers <laughs> to snitch to the YouTubers, not to the cops, Facts. but to say, this dude shot this dude, yeah. and this is who did this. Because, yeah. I mean, I don't really know that that happens, but when I watch some of these videos, I'm like, I know that this 
guy making this video is from fucking Texas, yeah. and he knows way too much yeah. about street shit in yeah. this different city. Yeah. To me, it only makes sense that, of course, he probably got in touch with somebody and yeah. is either compensating them or they're just snitching for yeah. the fun of it to just fucking tell somebody about what's going on in the yeah. streets. Yeah. Or he's watching the headlines and going to public knowledge to say, oh, oh, wow, there was a killing here? Let me look up the killings from this section in this neighborhood that I'm going to narrate on it. You a know? good snitch could be the basis of an entire YouTube career. Facts. I hate that my mind goes there, yeah, but yeah. it's just sort of, I, I know how the shit works, you know? I heard Charleston White say, shit, I'm going to make snitching cool. That was the worst <laughs> thing I heard a motherfucker say, but it was funny as fuck. He said, I'm going to make snitching cool. God damn, I'm going to make it cool. Right. You know, and I just said, what the fuck is he talking about? Right. But, you know, certain things that people say and do have an influence on people's perspective on a gang, on a section, on a community, on a people. Right. You know what I mean? Like, you know, what's doing what? Like we talked about with music. Music has always been the soundtrack to the demise. You know, hip hop, rap, gangster shit has been the demise of our fucking communities for a long time. Well, and I was involved with making some of the music speak, too. Speaking of Charleston White though, he had a, a quote that blew my mind one time, but I've heard some pretty good conversations about it where I think he said that uh, the Bloods and the Crips have done more damage to black people in America than the Klan mm. or something like that. Like mm. he's, he's basically made it perfectly clear that he feels like they're mm. a source of massive Hor right. horribleness right. to the community like given your age and perspective yeah. now how do you feel about that uh i think that there can always be some truth when it's community on community and black on black crime mm. we came from civil rights days that my mother grew up in, in the 50s to where you would not even if you had conflict you wasn't killing black folks like that mm. now it's very easy to kill somebody that look like you quick it's like where's the heart where are we at what, what are we doing here? And then certain people who are self-proclaimed gang members, if it's Charleston, I'm not mad at Charleston, nobody else, but he said he was from 60s for a while. Was you a buster or was you a real killer stump down? Did you get marked out? Did you get ran off the hood or did you just say, you know what, this ain't for me? Because mm. I saw him, he was arguing with Crip Mac back and forth. Then he said he was crying the other day. I got tears in my eyes, man, the way they did you. Mm. You know, and that was very interesting for me to see. He said, man, I'm just having YouTube fun. Right. But I fuck with you, you know what I'm saying? So he said, and then I think speaking on that too, I saw another dude, an older dude that had an L.A. hat on, dark-skinned brother that was speaking about L.A. politics and talking about the Crips and, and gangbangers letting people down. People calling Crip Mac the face of Crips. Crip Mac is not the face of Crips. Crip Mac could be the face of 5-5. Five five. Mm -hmm. and, and, and it may be somebody else from 5-5 five five that's like, I'm the, I'm the rep over here that did this in the penitentiaries in the streets and everything else. But as far as people who don't know any better, if you've never heard of 5-5, five five, you heard of it through Crip Mac. Mm. You know what I'm saying? So I think that certain people abuse certain things, you know what I mean, by, by looking at what people are and what they are and uh, um, what's, what's the word for it? Just being able to, 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 to pimp them out, you know what I'm saying? Like, like and if you follow me on that, on that page, like, like to be able to look at somebody and be able to say, um, this person is this and I'm going to say that they're that. But my point is to say, uh, dude that wrote, man, y'all the Crips out there making the Crips look bad, y'all DPing him, that's 5-5 five, five business. Mm. Get the fuck out of their business. Worry about your politics and your section. Right. This is America. Mm. Why the fuck are we worried about Korea's business? Why are we worried about, and we ain't helping the homeless people here. But is it, is it jumping the line if 5-5 five five puts out the video of Crip Mac getting DP? Well, well, what I liked is one of the homies like, hey, homie, don't, don't put that up. Mm. I think of course it is. And, I think and, it is. And Crip Mac didn't say it in the interview, but he basically kind of sort of implied that that person who filmed that got handled themselves because mm. that was a violation. That part. He didn't mm. say that, but I kind of like yeah. felt the vibe. Yeah. Because it, because it, it's like, a, you got to think when you become something, there's a level of jealousy. Mm. So Crip Mac could be loved by 5-5, five five, like a motherfucker, because he's repping. 
right? Then he could be, some people could be jealous of him. Like, what? I've been repping this shit for 40 fucking years, and I'm the penitentiary, and they really are. Mm-hmm. But they're not getting the notoriety of it. Their time is coming past besides the people who know. Right. Because it's kind of like the dinosaurs. Like, now, Crippin' in the 70s and 80s ain't the same as it is now, you know, when Raymond Washington took in, you know, Skull and, you know, Billy Jack and different people was doing things, you know what I mean? It's different now, you know what I mean? So I think jealousy comes with things and envy comes with things. So you may have people that's like, he maybe deserved that DP. Hmm. Or you could have other people that's like, I want to fuck him up anyway. Right. You know what I mean? It just depends what you're dealing with. But I, I know one thing, keep your fucking nose out of other people's business. And Crip Mac is not the face of Crips. Hmm. He can be the face of 5-5. Five five. For the people that don't, every Crip from each of their hood has a face or doesn't have a face, but one person doesn't represent all Crips. If that's the case, the Snoop represents every Crip. Okay, but with you and Crippin, yeah. sometimes you see a guy who has been through the ringer with the game banging shit and yeah. basically like fuck that shit like yeah. I don't give a fuck about it yeah. it was a period of my life Facts. I don't care and then sometimes you'll also have a person who gang bangs for years and years they maybe aren't active anymore but they still have like a deep love for the culture yes. and what it really means to Facts. them where do you see yourself on that spectrum? I'm, I'm that. I'm at that. At, at definitely what you just described. Right. Like like going through things and not saying fuck. I hate this because there's still loved ones that I love and I'm still active in my community as far as anti-gang shit or how do we do business. Mm. Like there's one thing that people respect in L.A. is money and business. So if we don't get along, bring some money involved in this shit and see how many people gonna find a way to get along to get that bread. Right. Let you say, hey, if y'all don't have wars, I'm giving everybody $5,000, $1,000 this week, no gangbanging. Motherfuckers ain't gonna gangbang because they gonna be able to feed their families and do different shit. Right. So I'm in that space where I am in the spot where I love my neighborhood. I love where I grew up at. I love the grandmamas, the cousins, the kids, the dogs, the grandbabies, the great uncles, the homies who ain't never coming back, my friends who stood with me out on the block that's dead now, that I remember them, and what can I do to honor them? Can I succeed, or can I still be out on the block doing what we did when we was kids? Mm. So I'm in a space where, of course, I still love the culture. Hell yeah. That's why I say I can look at Crip Mac, all politics aside, what he got tattooed on and everything. It makes me look at somebody 28 years old, like, damn, he got the, he got a sense of old cripping. Right. You know what I mean? He got a sense still. I used to drink 40s. I don't drink 40s no more. You he was definitely saying? keeping old English alive. You know, so I mean, you know, and they need to give him a fucking endorsement. Like Ocean Spray gave it, gave it, gave it Latino dude. You know what I'm saying? But he wasn't very happy about Meg the Stallion getting the Popeyes deal. Oh shit. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, I'm gonna tell you, in the space I'm at now, I'm happy to be able to show people better than telling them. Right. And I've given out opportunities. You know what I mean? And that's the fight. I'm on set doing a fucking film with all these rappers and everybody else, and it's a, multi, a million dollar film, and I'm over here to say, hey, I can hire five of my homies. Mm. You know what I'm saying? You're going to be the boom operator, you're going to be a PA, you're going to do this, you're going to do that. That's what it's about. Each one, teach one, I'm going to teach you how to fish and do something different as opposed to saying, did you kill something yet? Mm. And the fucked up shit is that if I meet a young dude who has killed something, I have a respect for him. Like, fuck. He didn't went over there and killed three motherfuckers. I'm like, let me try to help this dude. Right. Let me try to get him to where his life ain't going to end up well. Your life, we, and that's what I used to tell people in New York when they were starting to try to gangbang. Like, I can tell you your future. I can tell you what's going to happen. Mm. This is what's going to happen. And then if you look at a Takashi 6ix9ine and you say, as much as you can look at him and blame him and he's a rat and a snitch and everything else, who are the people that allowed him you know, that hood or whatever he from that allowed him to be this rainbow hair and do everything else that wouldn't be accepted mm. for any gangbanger at all. 
Yeah. Th that's not part of the uniform or part of the culture. I mean, to be fair, I think they very much got sort of uh, seduced by the money and the fame, you know? Yeah, but you know? but it's like, you know, it's a level of, you know, if, if, if I'm around somebody who's into child pornography, I'm never fucking with them. Nice. Never, ever. I want to fuck you up. You know what I'm saying? So if I'm around a dude that is, you look like you're repping, uh, like you're the flag for the rainbow, for the homosexual community. Mm -hmm. And if that's what you do, I ain't mad at you. Do what you do. But don't mix it. Don't mix it. But I knew when I looked at him, like, oh, he he looked like a buster. <laughs> you just feel shit. You can feel shit over the screen. Right. Some people could say, I'd have people say, man, Crip Mackwell, I'm like, he don't look like no buster to me. He looked like he gonna get down where he get mad at. With 6ix9ine, I was very, I've been very blessed throughout my life to be able to see firsthand him going from a fucking dork-ass kid who was begging me for an interview man. to a gang leader. That's ridiculous, yeah. To whatever the fuck is, he's doing now. Mm -hmm. Very blessed to like really seen that play it's crazy. out. Yeah. What well, the Latinos that booed him about a month ago or something? He came out and then they booed him on stage at some festival or something. I was like, damn, but he got his money and I'm not mad at him or nobody else. I just know I wouldn't be rocking with you. And the thing is, even when you're so far removed from a lifestyle, mm -hmm. I still got to be like, oh, such and such is a snitch. If you got such and such that just came through the door right now and he's a rat and he's trying to talk to me, I'm gonna avoid it. Right. I'm not gonna fuck with him, even when I'm keeping it business and on our business and I'm in a corporate room and everything else he comes in, I'm not fucking with him based on the status. Now, how much does that affect my real life of what I'm doing right now? Right. By me not fucking with him, I had a, a cousin of mine tell me, Dre, you gotta choose, we in the industry right now. Yeah, he's told, but look what he's connected to, to this, that, and the third and what he could get you on. And we were friends before this dude told us. So when he got out and he saw me, I shunned him. You know what I'm saying? I'm like, you know, I'm not fucking with you. Now, how much does that play on my real life? Why did I have to do that if I'm removed from from the bullshit, mm. but it's still in me to be like, ooh, you know what I mean? You snitched on people who wouldn't have been in trouble, and that's the thing with Takashi. You told on people who got took away from their families who may have not been in trouble if you didn't tell on them to save your own ass. Uh. When you're in the game or you're in, the, in a certain thing, that comes with gangbanging. That comes with this, so you don't fucking tell. Mm. And I had a friend of mine who did 22 years. He's been out a year, my best friend. Never complained one time. He was in jail for this. He was on America's Most Wanted before that at 16. Wow. And then when he went, got locked up, he was 17, and he didn't do it. He didn't do it and did 22 years and could have told it wasn't me and had G homies telling him, hey, man, tell on the homegirl. She don't matter. That's who did it. Wow. And he still didn't do it. Did all that fucking time. Yeah. Just turned 40 years old. Did 22 years. Wow. You know what I'm saying? And you look like, damn, like, you know, and never complain. And the strength I would get from him would be, everything i'd be out on the street like man fuck this shit and he'd be like man giving me yoda game while he's in there his mother dies his wife dies while he's in there i'm at their funerals you know what i mean mm. he can't come out and be at the funerals and the man never shed a tear to me and never steal since he's been out the best you know uh, uh assimilating back into culture and society i would say he's one of the best wow. has a loving wife now has a baby do any day now had a baby that they had three years ago that they had during the conjugal visits, got out and had this fresh, beautiful fucking family. But is he still somebody to the community and neighborhood? Hell yeah. Mm, Especially wow. if you're a second generation. I was born in the game, but not the gang. Certain of my friends was born in the gang. Right. You didn't have no choice. Your daddy and mama was from the set. Mm. So you growing up, you don't know if nothing's good or bad. You just know, scripting. Uh. You know what I'm saying? This is, what, this is, this is the logo. I'm a, I'm, a, I'm a Laker. You know what I'm saying? You don't think anything of it. So a lot of my friends are second. Now you got third generation people from the hood. Right. You know what I mean? That's grandchildren <clears throat> and their grandmama is from the hood. Mm. Shit's crazy. So uh, getting back to the spin on, on what's going on, I think that L.A. 
desperately needs to show that they're cleaning up the street somehow, some way. So mm -hmm. I think my section is going to be made to be an example. Really? You know what I mean? It was like the right time at the right, whatever section it could have been. Could have been the Bloods, could have been the Crips down the street. Whoever it was at this particular day, the chief, the mayor, and them needed to say something. Mm. Let's go after these motherfuckers. But I mean, and also like, I'm sure they'll probably see their day in court. Yeah. But realistically, they'll also probably sit in there for a year or two, three years, however long. I mean, I fucking have friends who've been sitting yeah. for five years fit, waiting for court. Waiting on court. Right. The, and know. the stress of that alone. Being locked up for anybody, man, is the worst shit ever. Five it's the, years, it's the most worst. So anybody doing 60 years, 70 years, 30 years, football numbers, right. my heart go out to them just because you don't wish that on nobody. You know what I mean? Like, you rather – and for us, I, I did like that. I remember being shot at at 17, and one of the homies got shot, and he's being took on the ambulance. And we saw who did it, and the cops like, that's them? Hell no, that ain't them. And it's called rider respect. We have respect for them, they have respect for us because we're going to come get you. Mm. And I know you're going to try to come get us because you just came. You know what I'm saying? So now we're going to come get you, but we ain't about to tell on you. We need to deal with this. This is street justice. Mm. So if you got family business, I remember Alec Baldwin got in trouble for yelling at his daughter or doing some shit. That was family business. That was none of our fucking business. So now everybody's judging him. He's yelling at his child. Yeah. You, you better yell at your child. <laughs> right. You better, if, if need be. Yeah. With my kids, I don't have to yell at them. I can just have a stern voice. They don't even know me like that. But I've been mean, wanting to tell them sometimes you don't know me. Social media, <laughs> people can just easily like take a look at little glimpses of your parenting that might look weird, isolated, yeah. you know? Yeah. And look like you're the worst fucking parent yeah. ever. And really, you're just, you know, being a parent. And in reality, at some point with your kid, you're going to have to fucking put your foot down. You, you know? got to. And it's just, They're going to try. It's not going to be pretty. It probably doesn't belong on Twitter. But, I mean, I've seen many a person get shit on for being a weird parent or whatever. A friend of mine's a famous comedian the other day. His son got out of line, and he's such a lovable guy. My friend, he's not violent, not any of that. He had to throw his son around a little bit. Right. You know mm -hmm. what I'm saying? His son got out of line, and he felt, he said, I tried to hug him at first. And then he moved my hug and had his, you know, he was fighting with his sister and called her out of her name, and he was like, hey, man, like, don't do that. And he had his fist balled up, and he's like, what are you doing? He yanked away. Man, what? He said, I had to kind of ragdoll him a little bit. He said, I felt bad about it. Really? But if you didn't do that, this man is, this young boy is filled, filled with testosterone. It's right. better he learned it at home. He going to try his daddy first. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Before he go try somebody else out in the street to see how far he can get with it. Right. And that, that needs to be checked. And I think that with gangbanging, things need to be checked by our elders. And when we say influencers, who's our street influencers? Who can check somebody? Because now you have somebody, your grandmama be outside, yeah, bitch, I don't give a fuck. We would never do that. Mm. Grandmama could come outside and check everybody. Mm. We just killed 10 people, whoever it is, they killed grandmama, come out, y'all shut the fuck up and go in the backyard. Mm. Ain't nobody about to say, fuck you, grandmama. These days you got people that will say, fuck you to the grandmama. Yeah. And that's crazy as fuck. It's crazy watching society just slowly like fall apart. Like when you're you're saying that like for all those years that you were in the street, it never occurred to you to like drive forty minutes north and just like pull up in somebody's fucking nice ass house and take all their you know, but it's yeah. like right. that shit becoming more more common just yeah. because motherfuckers just keep having ideas. I and mean, sometimes I mm. look at like documentaries about Mexico and shit yeah. and I see all the crazy ass kidnapping, kidnapping and shit. Crazy. And it's not like it doesn't happen mm -hmm. in America, but I'm like, wow. Like, I hope that the Utes in L.A. don't ever, like, really decide this is the new wave. Right, <laughs> right. right. When it was taking Jordans back then, then it was jacking for, jacking for rims, jacking yeah. for cars. Right. Right. Now that looks like the good old days, right? That was jacking I, for people. I, I was in North Hollywood uh, two years ago and sitting in my whip, and I'm talking to two of my homegirls, and I had two dudes walk up and one young dude say, walk past the car we was talking and come back and say, I had the window cracked a little bit. He said, hey, hey I'm going to need that car. Now, mind you, I didn't grab my gun and point 
one second. My yeah. gun's in the door. I'm left-handed. I didn't grab the gun uh, immediately, so I got it. But the intelligent person in me is like, don't brandish the gun because I don't see a gun. Right. Now, could I get out and pistol whip this boy and kill him? Yeah. So as I'm looking at him like, what did you say? Now my homegirl says, Dre, his partner taps on the window with the Glock. The passenger side, so I ain't never seen nobody try to, I ain't never been even attempted to be carjacked in the land. This happened car, to you where and when? In North Hollywood on Riverside and Lancashire. Like recently? Two years ago. Holy you know shit. what I'm saying? It was damn near pre-COVID, right before COVID. Right. Like damn near January before COVID or something. And uh, I remember like, dude, like I could have I could have smoked him. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> but I'm thinking like, well, I had one of my homeboys was like, well, shit, I would have popped him. Well, what was you going to do? Shoot through the window? Right. And then on this side, me as a protector, the homegirl right there, the dude tried to open up the door. My doors are locked. Right. So if he would have opened up the door, I would have had to defend us and shoot him. That's a fact. But I would have had to wait. And I got insurance now if I kill somebody. <laughs> you hear me? Wait a minute. Yeah. How does that work? Well, that works. It's, it's the, it's the uh, USCCA. It's the, uh, it's, the, it's the concealed carry oh, okay. uh, insurance right. to where you get told, like, like if you do something, and if, uh, let's say we all out with our families, mm. and somebody tries to rob us, and they hit you in the head with a stick <laughs> and shoot you, and I defend us, or you defend us and shoot somebody, then you immediately get told, call, call you USCCA, call a concealed carry insurance place and say, hey, this is what happened, then call the police. You tell the cops, someone's been shot. Mm. Bullets came from this direction, my weapon's right here, and then you get ready to go to jail. Don't be so explaining anything to nobody. Right. Just tell what happened on the, on the, on the, uh, on the, the highlights without getting detailed. That's mm. not for them. You know what I mean? So I found so having an insurance, if you're concealed carrying anywhere, there's a certain amount of uh, you could have two million dollars up to bail, three million dollars of bail. So if you go to jail for murder and you got a bail and they didn't set it, you know, for millions, mm. they're gonna come get you and they're gonna send you an attorney immediately. Wow. So that's something that I learned from grown ass men who are responsible as fathers. That's not coming from a street perspective. That's like we gotta run every time. You grow up in the neighborhood where you think. I got to get a gun. As soon as I see the police, I got to run. Right. You don't even know what your rights are. Are you legal to have a gun? Because we mm. think you ain't supposed to have a gun. You can have a gun in California. Right. You just, if you're 18, it got to be a shotgun. If you're riding around, the clip has to be separate in the glove box in the trunk. Right. But you can have it. Mm. You know what I mean? My friends don't, young homies from the section don't know that. Right. Don't have a bank account, don't have a license, ain't had a time to start a life yet, and you in jail are getting killed already. You don't even know what it is. In 300, he said... He ain't even felt the warmth of a woman yet. Mm. And he's on the war field already. So you got boys who ain't even had no life that are being like, I'm part of the, of the, of the crew. Right. And this is what comes with being part of the crew. Wow. And then if you can't live up to that, you a buster. If you ain't ready, that's why when, once people prove themselves, you got different homies. You got homies who are players. Mm. You got homies who are from the hood, but they not with the rah-rah gangbanging and killing. Right. But they with the fighting and all that. But now once they've established themselves, they're doing them. But then you got homies that their whole thing is to keep everybody on the block and us being together, even in 2022. Right. You got people that will not guilt me that'll be like, damn, we miss you. Like, where you at? Like, like it's all this good shit you're doing over here, keep doing it here, which I am. Hmm. But I'm too busy to report to a neighborhood. I got recitals. I got tuition to pay for for my daughter. Hmm. I got kids. I got shit to do. You know what I mean? My journey is not over. You know what I mean? I got a long fucking journey ahead, and there's a lot of things that we need to do to help each other, but some people, that's all they got. Right. And then certain people, it's beyond all they got. It's the love they got. Mm -hmm. It's the dedication that they really got for this. That we said when we was 12 years old, 14 years old, we made a pact. We're going to live up to that pact until we fucking die. Right. And that's just being loyal to each other, having each other's back.
You know what I mean? Mm. And if you can minus the violence, it's not a bad thing when you break down things of gangs, of the unity of things. It's the bad thing is that the unnecessary violence and the, and the perpetuating violence that continues, haven't we killed up enough of each other? When does it come to a point where we like, yo, how do we get some money? You know what I'm saying? Motherfuckers right. was scared. Remember when COVID first hit? Everybody was scared. I seen homies of mine, different people on, on Instagram, I'm gangbanging, niggas ain't out here. Niggas ain't out here. <laughs> well, ain't nobody out here. You know what I'm saying? But, but I understood the my homeboy. the streets were barren. Yeah. I understood him, and a part of me was like, I get it. Right. You know what I mean? Even though I'm not about to be out there writing on walls no more and wall banging and shit. Right. You know what I'm saying? But I get it, though. I understand because the love is so deep for that shit, and that's what you don't want to ignore is the love of shit. You know what I'm saying? And what you do want to ignore is people who have fallen off and don't stand for anything. They have no morals, they have no code, and they like, I don't give a fuck. You'll get told on from your neighborhood faster than you will somebody else. It'd be sure. somebody in the neighborhood like, I hate that motherfucker. Yeah, he did it. <laughs> who knows who told on, on individuals from my section that's locked up? Right. Who knows? Somebody saying something. Mm. Because I feel like a few, I'm like, out of nine people, I just know certain people. I'm like, man, ain't no way in the world. Like a motherfucker, man, Adam 22 just killed all five podcasters and slit their throats. Now everybody sees that in a vlog and kind of believes it. Damn, he did look a little crazy. <laughs> right. I didn't know he was like that. But then somebody else like, man, F ain't on that. Yeah, I could use a little street cred, why not? You feel me? <laughs> yeah. You feel Throw me? me in there. You feel me? But yeah. you know, but you know, um, I, I think I think that that where we're at now is to try to educate without being weak. Right. You know what I mean? You can't preach to the to, to the platoon and you ain't out there with that strap or you wasn't out there with that strap. Right. Now if you was out there and you became got rank, you should be able to say, hey y'all, handle your business, but let's get to this. This is what life is right now. This is what we need to be doing. Because we, we, we feeding the prison system. Right. We feeding it. How much money is each prisoner? 30, 60, 30 to 60,000 a year? Mm -hmm. On one, these personal, these private correctional facilities are exactly that. People are balling off this shit. Mm -hmm. So they're balling. So if you think, how does that trickle down? The government don't give a fuck about us. Actually, they do. Mm -hmm. Actually, they do. We are the pork bellies. We are the commodity. We are that. We are. So let's influence this law. When, when, when Bush Sr. said in the 80s, I'm going to make cocaine a criminal crime now and marijuana and heroin, when before, if that's what you did to your own body, that was your business, not unless you had crazy weight. Right. So now you're getting caught with a little piece of dope and you're getting 20 years. What about all the people who was doing time for, for, for weed? Right. Look at weed now. The same judges that locked us up for weed have dispensaries. Yeah. Cops too. <laughs> so it's like, shouldn't that be reversed? Right. Where somebody got charged with, I got took to jail in Vegas for a doobie. For a fucking, I got took to jail in Florida. I'm recording in 2000 at the Hit Factory with Crazy Bone and Bone Thugs and Harmony. I did a deal with them years ago. And we on the road recording out there. I'm driving to fucking Disney World with my with my girl at the time. It's 2000. I'm driving. He pulls us over. I got some swishers with pre-rolled blunts. He didn't even know it because he wasn't hip to pre-rolls. He looked at the thing. He looked in the car, searched the car. I, I had a gun, threw the gun out the window into like the canal thing. He found a seed. He looked up at the sky and had the seed like this and said, do you know what this is? I said, no. Nah. He said, it's a cannabis seed. I got to take you to jail for under 28 grams. It's going to be you or your girl. Come on, man, take me to jail. Let's go. Wow. You know what I'm saying? Wow. But you just look at things of how petty and how, what do we say? What, look at prohibition. You know what I mean? Look at, liquor was illegal. So what's legal and what? And who's the one saying the laws? You got in different states where fucking a, a sheep or a cow is legal. In how many states? So that tells you who's sitting on top of this. America. Yeah, and, and look, how can a pedophile get two years for raping a child and somebody else to get less time for killing somebody? 
or more time for doing something less for marijuana right. and somebody else. So that tells you the powers that be must be into some super ass fucked up shit. Mm. You know what I mean? Because how could you, if me and you got a community right now, you, you got a child coming, right? I have a, a live child right Okay, now, congratulations. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, you know what I mean? Bro, so sure. imagine you're somewhere and they're like, go on molester.com and your whole neighborhood got six molesters in it and they're at the park and you don't know. I've never been on one of those sites. I should have. I, should I check that out? You better. Probably. No, yeah, it, it's you good got a to know. It's good to know just to look in what's in what's your what's in around your community. Yeah. You know, when you think things, it's like saying, "Would you rather have somebody wave at you, hey Adam, or would you rather somebody say, fuck you, Adam?' <laughs> do you want to know? Yeah, I want to know. Or do you like being pat? Hey, what's up, Adam? And you say, "Man, fuck, I know they racist, but they right. waving, so I'm waving." I'm trying not to talk to any of my neighbors. Me neither. Yeah. I don't. I don't want to be. I don't want to ask for sugar, eggs. On. I don't want to know sure. nothing, and that's fucked up where we are now. Yeah. But 2022. I don't want to know you. Hey, and it's a trip. I, I, I got a place in Vegas too, and uh, I saw a dude who's a DJ. He's like, "Trey, what up? Hey, man, I'm in. I'm in loft. I'm in apartment. Wooty woo." He just was quick to tell me. I was like, oh, for sure. Uh -huh. Good to see you. Right. Ain't no way in the world I'm about to tell you which one I'm in. Right. It's none of your business. Yeah. And I'm private. No, ain't nobody knocking on my door. My homies ain't popping up at my door whenever the fuck they want to. That's not what it is. And if you are coming to my house, then you've passed every fucking moral that there is to be around me these days. But when I am around the scum of the earth, they respect me. Yeah. So it's like, well, damn, this, he's the scum of the earth to everybody else. Like walking through a pit of snakes, but they ain't going to bite you. Right. It's fucked up. How did you not look like a snake as well? Mm. I mean, you know you're not, but you walking through this shit and you ain't getting bit for some apparent reason. So the gangbanging shit is like that where I feel like that I'm not mad at, I'm mad at the gangbanging part now, but I'm not mad at the unity. What South Central has done and Compton and Watts and everything has done, Inglewood has created such a, a culture of things that in the right, remember, can you dig it? Mm. Oh, can you dig it? <laughs> like we should be coming together and, and showing power. Right. Like, hey, what the fuck are we getting right now other than fighting each other and killing each other? What are mm. we getting? So you feeling good, yeah, we knocked another one of them down. Mm. You know, it's hard to be with your kids and then go to somebody ain't did nothing to you, and then you celebrating somebody else getting killed. That's why I said God bless the dead to anybody that something happened to, that even if individuals mm. from my section, don't nobody want that. That those, ain't what time it is. Those bails are crazy, man. It's like anywhere from $5 million to $60 million in bails. <laughs> and and that, that, that's where they're saying like you ain't guys. getting out. What the you know what I'm fuck? saying? You it's ain't crazy. getting out. And one of them turned himself in. Really? He was like, I didn't do nothing. I'm turning myself in. Now you're getting charged with murder, conspiracy, this, that, and the third, and everything else. Wow. And to me, wouldn't you think if you turned yourself in, you didn't do shit? That's fucked up. Because I wouldn't turn myself in if I did something. Me personally, if I did it, and you know, catch me, catch me if you can. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm not going to turn myself in knowing I'll do better living on the streets you know what I'm saying? And trying to survive and get my freedom, enjoy my woman and my kids. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Right. I'd rather do that as opposed to anything else. But the bells are astronomical. I think they're really trying to make an example out of my section. And I think that it's unfortunate for innocent people who are involved. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And if you did something and that's what comes with gangbanging, that's what comes with gangbanging. And those who, if they did something, they know that, that, that that's what it comes with. Right. So they prepared. If I go to jail for something that I did, I kicked your dog and killed him, and on purpose, I'm going to kill your dog. And whatever fine came with that or jail came, I know I did that. I can accept it. But if I didn't kill your dog and you're saying I killed the dog, I'm pissed off in jail. Right. Pissed the fuck off. So I think that there's individuals from my section who shouldn't be in jail. Right. Straight up. And I think they're not getting a fair shake because it's like this is example time. This ain't regular first 48 hours. Right. The case is cold. This is we got to give L.A. the people something. We got to give the lawmakers something. Right. And we're going to give them these motherfuckers right here. They're terrorizing everything. Mm. Everybody's terrorizing everything. Mm. Depends mm. on who's hot and who's not. 
Right. You know what I mean? Straight up. Respect for sure. I hate to uh, cut this conversation yeah. short, but we got another one uh, straight up coming no up. But I, I mean, this is amazing. Honestly, we appreciate should definitely you. do this again sometime. Let's do it, bro. Yeah, straight up. I appreciate you. For straight real. up. Yeah. I appreciate up. you uh, connecting me for yeah. sure. Yeah. Definitely, definitely, man. Straight up. Yeah. You're, you're, you're a very talented linguist. Thank you, brother. I'll put it like that. I appreciate that. <laughs> yeah, you, Lexicologist, you, master you, of phrasing words. You got to go hard with this shit because I can <laughs> see, I can see people really fucking with uh, your perspective for Thank sure. Thank you. Yeah. I'll tell you this, man. You can open up one of these. Platforms for, for for me and Truth and Company right here. We'll get over here and get cracking. Oh shit! Do you, you have it, Do you have anything you want to promote? Anything that you got uh, coming up? I got a show. Uh, Sellies that uh that just dropped today on Tubi. I directed and executive produced. It's starring me and Slink Johnson. Slink Johnson is the star of the show. Right. Black Jesus and Slink Johnson. He's murdering the show. Who recently it's, did a podcast with Sharp? Right. Yeah. He told me. Yeah. Yeah. That was dope. Yeah. Uh, that's that's an undertone of Sellies that, that that's showing like there's a message under why you don't need to go to jail. And right. we're poking fun at it, but it's an undertone of a message. There's a show called Princess and pimp coming out my sister tyler sims is doing on tubi i'm the lead in that i play this dude trust uh truth and company i got a show called never too hood to be healthy on tubi that may end up on netflix that's all about eating plant-based and vegan and going to hoods and showing people on a budget how you can still eat healthy nice. feel me and mm. eat something that's still bomb that tastes good <laughs> sleep was on there so we're doing that but uh for sure i appreciate Sick. you yeah appreciate you man straight up thank straight you up. Guys, let's for get real it. yeah what yeah. up no Jumper, coolest podcast in the world. Check us out on YouTube, TikTok, Instagram, all that shit. Like, comment, subscribe. Nojumper.com if you want to support. Appreciate you guys for real. Monumental. Let's get it. Thank you, brother.